Welcome to the Church Times podcast. Try 10 issues for £10 or two months access to our website and apps also for £10. Go to churchtimes.co.uk forward slash new hyphen reader. Hello, I'm joined this week by the theologian and poet Bishop Graham Kings to talk about his new book, Nourishing Connections, Collected Poems, published by Canterbury Press. It brings together Graham's poems on a range of devotional subjects, looking on the world with the eyes of faith and observing the sacred in the ordinary. There is also an accompanying website, which we're going to talk about today, grahamkings.org. We're also joined by the painter Sylvia Dimitrova and the composer Tristan Latchford, who have both been very involved with Graham's projects. Nourishing Connections is available to buy at the Church Times Bookshop at a 20% discount for £8.79. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Graham, could I just start with you? Um, this has been a project, I think, some time in the making. Could you just give me some background as to, to how it came about? Yes, it's 17 years. <laughs> um, the poems have been written over 35 years. This is my first book of poetry. It's 61 poems um, written over 35 years, and they're in six sections. So there's seasons, people, places, Bible, art and prayer and they're already available on the web at grahamkings.org under poems section Uh, but they're being published on the 30th of September as Nourishing Connections um, and available as an e-book as well Uh, but the seven poems that relate specifically to uh, Sylvia's art uh, were written over the paintings were over 17 years I went to the London Art Fair when I was Vicar of St Mary's Islington and saw Sylvia's work and we talked on the phone. Uh, Sylvia, you came to tea with us and then we had an exhibition in the crypt of your work. And then my wife said, I'd like to buy your 50th birthday present and you can commission Sylvia to do what, what you'd like. And I asked Sylvia to paint the face of Mary Magdalene the minute she heard her name and her faith and her face came alive. And Sylvia came, but she'd made it six times as big as I expected. She'd added Jesus and angels uh, and the trees. Um, And then uh, it wasn't a series at that point. Then I was appointed Bishop of Sherburne in 2009. And St. said, we'd like to buy you a farewell present. Why don't we pay for Sylvia to commission another one? So we chose Lydia, who's a dealer in purple goods for the consecration. Um, and then it became a series and we planned seven women in the Bible and it's the last one was done this year, Esther. Fantastic. Could we first perhaps talk about the cover to the book which is one of these paintings? Yes, um, this is Miriam um, and we have three daughters. Um, our middle one is Miriam who's an artist and she married a Kenyan, um, we were in Kenya for seven years uh, they grew up together in the same college and he read the lesson, Mulani read the lesson at my consecration. Uh, so Miriam is, is at the centre, she's playing a tambourine and what I would then do, um, Ali and I would commission Sylvia, we would discuss it, we would, Sylvia would do a, a sketch uh, and then we would agree it, then we wouldn't see it until it arrived at our house for a party um, and there's I filmed uh, the last three being unveiled on Vimeo, which are on the side. Uh, I would then write a poem on each of the paintings. And the last three paintings, Miriam, Ruth and Esther, I wrote at the Royal Foundation of St. Catherine on a quiet day. I would write 
a poem, I set myself to write it in a day. And that's, um, that's also got two hidden uh, jokes in it. It's got um, the Guinness advert from 1998 of uh, white horses on the, on the tops of the waves with the surfer. And so we have white horses on the tops of the Red Sea. But also Tolkien writes in his own Exodus in the first volume of The Lord of the Rings. And uh, Frodo, when he's crossing the ford at Rivendell, chased by the Black Riders, thinks he sees what look like white horses on the tops of the waves of the river, which erupts and destroys the Black Riders. And so there's different time zones in, in each painting. Uh, in Miriam, there's the baby Moses in the bulrushes, and the shrewd, his sister Miriam, arranges for his mum to be his wet nurse. Uh, then there's the burning bush, the court of Moses, there's Moses and Aaron. But the key thing is Miriam singing, horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. So if we can ask you how long you've, um, well, a bit about your background as an artist and, and whether these sorts of commissions were, were quite new sort of commissions for you to do. Yes, thank you. Um, I am a professional icon painter and um, I have always painted classical icons, uh, copies of old ones from my country and old Byzantium and places and more modern ones um, applicable to modern life and to my life in England. I arrived here in 1999 with a commission for uh, Downside Abbey and that first project has taken me through um, a lot of um, other um, places and commissions and they've always been for my classical art although modernized and involving new ideas to um, apply to modern times but i'd never painted um, that style i consider my um, my own painting not an icon painting because um, i don't follow the rules of um, my very strict otherwise discipline and um, it is graham who found the way to combine the religion and the stories and my other, my sacred um, painting style. And um, it has been a real um, challenge and the real joy. And I think the result is quite fantastic, um, really. But yes, they're very illustrative, not unlike the icons, which also that's their main idea to tell a story. Uh, but they're a lot more me and um, also my inner world, which is not very much supposed to come out of me when I'm painting an icon. Um, so um, yes, this, this is how I would um, describe them. And they're, they're quite um, one of a kind, really. I, I've been very, very um, pleased to be involved in this project. And um, what sort of a reaction have you had? Um, to be, have people been surprised oh. given your background as an icon painter? Everybody loves them, so that's, well, mainly Graham and Ali really, really love them, which is the most important thing. But um, they've, they've only, um, not only given pleasure, but they've inspired other artwork, which is quite phenomenal. And we were chatting with Graham the other day that it's been quite like a chain reaction and like fireworks, how I would paint something based on his um, original idea, then that would um, inspire and trigger a poem writing, then um, Tristan comes with the composing and it's one um, incredible art, um, not community really project, but uh, um, I can't find the word, a, a project involving <laughs> fellowship, yes, many people and it's quite fantastic, isn't it, um, how it's turned out <laughs> to be so interesting and yeah, interacting really. 
So I, I find this fascinating and one of a kind. I, I haven't been involved in anything quite like that. Very special. But it is fascinating. Oh, perhaps I could bring Tristan in. Could you tell me a bit about your background and, and <laughs> how you became um, So uh, at the time um, I met Graham, I was at uh, Durham University doing my master's uh, music. Um, and I've now uh, gone some from there and I'm now a doctoral candidate at the Peabody Institute of Johns Hopkins University. Um, and actually it was one, one lunchtime um, while I was director of music at St. Chad's College at and it was one lunchtime and Dr. Masson came in with Graham, whom I had never met before, and said, this is someone you really need to have a conversation with. <laughs> and it really was. Um, no, it was, it was an incredible, it was an incredible uh, experience really. And, and we talked and um, what came from it was uh, a discussion sort of more about how, how the project itself had come about. And uh, I think it was, I think it was first then that Graham showed me one of the paintings on a postcard and I remember being struck even then because as, as sort of Sylvia said there's something so wonderfully evocative as a result of the fact that sort of she's put herself into the paintings that it adds it adds um, just a sort of certain flair to the events as we see them you know a certain uh, outside eye and I think that's what really struck me when I was first looking at them and of course, I have the advantage of being the last artist to the party, as it were. Um, so uh, I already have you know, an enormous amount of inspiration um, to build off. And, um, you know, it was enormously inspiring. And it's what led first for me to tackle um, Mary Magdalene painting. And, you know, we were discussing about how we'd set it and how we'd think of an anthem cycle in the setting of the the particular figures from the Bible that have been chosen. And I, you know, I felt really strongly that it had to be a celebration because they were so, the, the paintings were so full of sort of life and such wonderful sort of vibrancy of the events as they occurred. And so, you know, it, it's, it made sense to me as a, as, a, as a cycle to be a celebration of women in the Bible. And so that became the starting point. Um, and so I'm composing them in an even more odd order than the paintings themselves were, were done. Um, I've, I've actually composed uh, one New Testament, then one Old Testament, then one New Testament, then one Old Testament. And now I'm left with uh, one Old Testament and one New Testament, which are my last remaining two. Um, and these two actually uh, are really interesting because there's a, I feel um, for me quite strongly that um, that people should be able to have traditions that they can engage with and love. I mean, I've, I feel privileged to, to have something like that. And so when we were discussing about the conception of the pieces, I was thinking about building them in sort of more traditional styles with the idea that, of course, anything given enough time becomes a tradition. And so what you're hoping is that this in itself, by being linked to the to the tradition will implicitly become part of it. And that's given me scope in the same way to explore as we get toward the end of each of the Testaments of the Bible. So Esther and Priscilla um, are by far the, the, more, the more complicated kind of two anthems um, that begin to deviate from this tradition and explore new horizons and hopefully give others things to build off. But yes, sorry, I, I, <laughs> I took your question really around with that. <laughs> no, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Graham, perhaps can you just talk to people 
a little bit about sort of how this works. It's such a sort of um, unusual and original concept. It sounds, it also has like a multi-sensory experience, is it of poetry, it is, arts, it music? And um, I've just, um, yesterday I preached at Leicester Cathedral for, for the ordination of deacons and two weeks before the ordination of priests and I led the two retreats and I took four of the paintings and it was great because I had the website uh, which went live um, at the end of August so it's the first retreat I haven't had to photocopy or data project because it's all on the site and people could use it on their phones um, and it really does work it is multi-sensory um, and it's, it begins with the word, so the biblical text, uh, and there is Sarah, Miriam, Ruth, Esther, Maudlin, Lydia, Priscilla. And when we're doing it as a concert, uh, which we're doing at the Royal Foundation of St. Catherine on the 20th of November in London, which will be live on the web, um, and hopefully we're going to be doing it also the series in Durham Cathedral, Daniel Cook there, the director of music wants that to happen. The, the interval will be after Esther. Um, and um, Tristram and I were, were discussing on the phone just recently. I, I, we, I played together the, to him the Bach's Easter Oratorio. And he was thinking of building in a, a hint of that theme at the end of Esther, because the last verse of Esther is Esther's successor at Easter. And then as the interval, and then we begin with Maudlin straight into Easter. The other interesting thing is, uh, I've got a phrase, there are always greater depths to be sought out. Um, in Latin, it's semper profundiora querenda. And whenever people see, and I've used these on retreats around the world, data projected, um, whenever people see the paintings, they see new things in them that Sylvia and I hadn't thought of. And uh, that feeds into into new ideas um, but Tristram uh, has has some I mean, it is baroque music but it's it also has a hint of the ancient Near East in it it is utterly extraordinary when I first heard the computer mock-up of Maudlin my my mother had died the previous day and I remember hearing it on my phone and Maudlin's completely bereaved um, the person she's given a whole life to has died, all hope has gone, and then suddenly um, he is the gardener. Um, and it spoke, the music spoke to me, and I was in, a, I was in the University of the South Bank, and um, I cried in a cafe. It was such extraordinary music. Uh, it's, and I, I think Tristram's done some wonderfully profound hints, elusive work, and there's a hymn in in Sarah and the tune of the hymn is also used right at the end in Priscilla and the very last words of Priscilla is Priscilla and Aquila return to Rome hosting the body of Christ in their home and so the very last word of the very last poem is the word home and Tristram moves that anthem onto the home key having done a fugue picking up the six previous anthems <laughs> There's some um, there's some real sort of musical technical somersaults going on. I'm, I'm trying. It's one of those things, you know, when you're uh, if when you the more sort of involved you become with writing music, um, the more sort of I think you set yourself these challenges, which you know you think ah it, it's like uh, it's like looking at hurdles and you see that hurdle and you think I can make that hurdle and then you 
set yourself a slightly higher one for the challenge next time. And fugues, I mean, I've always put it like it's it's a a, a really good fugue is like cooking a really good stew. Um, and you find that you've put in one too many peppers and you need to balance it with something else. So you need to balance it with something else. And so, so yeah, it, it's a wonderful challenge. And, um, and I think that actually it's come out, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of it in the, way, in the sense that it's come out with that real sense of arriving. Once it's all over, once you've got past all that contrapuntal work, you really arrive in the home key. You really feel at home and the cycle can start again and we can have that because the the message of hope which comes from the text itself is something that i think is especially at the time we, we're currently in hope is perhaps one of the most important and wonderful things we have and that's for me what is so represented in all of these poems and paintings and hopefully the anthems i think so uh, but this, this this idea of hope and that hope is what can drive us towards uh, sort of a better, more positive future. What's really encouraging is Sarah MacDonald, who's the Director of Music at Selwyn College, Cambridge, um, where I'm a member. Uh, she loves the anthems, and so I'm preaching at Evensong live on YouTube on the 25th of October, and this will be the world premiere of the first anthem. Uh, we're um, preaching on Sarah, and Sylvia's painting will be there in the chapel, and the choir are going to be singing Tristram's anthem on Sarah. Uh, and then um, on the 22nd of November, I'm preaching at Hartford College, Oxford um, on, on Zoom and probably on Ruth. And again, the painting Ruth will be there. Tristram's anthem uh, will be sung by the choir. Can I just ask Sylvia as an artist and Graham as a poet what it's like when you've, you've created something and then a composer comes along to to put these ex extraordinary music to it. What, what is that? I mean, had you ever experienced that before? I've always wanted to say to Tristan, and I haven't had the chance because we haven't actually met in real life. It's only our second meeting over a, a Zoom meeting. And uh, I, I don't think I've told him that when I first had the chance to hear the beginning of his um, music writing, I was so... Um, so struck and so emotionally involved immediately from the first um, tunes. And I thought, because, because probably I'm um, Bulgarian and Bulgarian folklore also takes part into my painting, I thought I heard um, tunes from the Bulgarian Rodopa Mountains and, uh, and tunes that are so deeply inside me. It was incredibly moving. So I really look forward to um, hearing them uh, for real. But no, I haven't been um, ever part of such experience. And I, I find it really extraordinary and, uh, and really powerful because if you have the vision and the word and, uh, and the tune, it's all your senses are involved. And it's, it's, it's just incredible. I'm very thrilled to be part of that. So thank you, Graham. Thank you, Tristan. It's a very special um, Trio, I think, <laughs> really. It, it, it is extraordinary. And I've never had any of my poems set to music and I'm, I'm very moved by it. Um, and uh, I think it's just an extraordinary fellowship of three. Um, in the beginning was the word, so the biblical text is first and then the painting uh, and then the poem and then the anthem. And I must also extend my my thanks to Sylvia and Graham for such a wonderful opportunity and um, such wonderful interpretations of that text 
um, to build off and create something so meaningful. And, and for me, it's a wonderful experience. So I can't thank either of them enough. It's, it's amazing. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Church Times podcast. You can find more news, analysis, comment and book reviews on our website, churchtimes.co.uk. If you are not yet a subscriber to the Church Times, you can try your first 10 issues for just £10. You'll get the paper delivered to your door every Friday, plus full access to our website and digital archive. Go to churchtimes.co.uk forward slash subscribe to find out more. The music for this podcast was provided by Sought After Sounds. Tune in next Friday for the next episode. Thank you.